What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today is Championship Monday. History will be made when Virginia and Texas Tech square off tonight as one of these teams will come away with their first ever NCAA men's basketball championship. Should be an exciting game. As always, L-Dub joins us to give his take on how both teams got here and who he believes will cut down the nets tonight. So hang loose. We're going to get into it all right now on Sports 360. Okay, we are now uh, at Championship Monday uh, in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Uh, we had two exciting games on Saturday, and as usual, we have our man L-Dub on the phone to talk to us about the games that were and to also give us a preview for tonight's championship game between Virginia and Texas Tech. L-Dub, how are you doing this morning? I'm great, Jeff. I'm great. Good, good. And I know you were front and center on Saturday, just like most uh, of the basketball world, uh, those who are interested in the NCAA, watching the Final Four. So want to get your thoughts on the games on Saturday uh, and then move ahead to, the, to tonight's game between yeah. Virginia and Texas Tech. So why don't you, let's start with the, uh, the Auburn and Virginia game. There's a lot to talk about there, but give us an overview of that game, what you saw, what, what you thought uh, turning points were and the rest of it. Well, in the Auburn and Virginia game, definitely uh, you can tell at the start of the game that the wear and tear uh, was on Auburn because they played less players. And, you know, you had guys early in the game cramping up. Had guys, So I thought that would be a factor. But, man, I, I, I can only tilt my hat to those guys from Auburn. Those guys fought. I mean, they stayed in the game. They, they, they caused so many problems for Virginia at the beginning until Virginia figured it out a little bit. And Hunter, who is the All-American for Virginia, I mean, he, he kind of like just sit back and watch the show the first half. And uh, I don't know what ben, ben, uh, Bennett told him at halftime, but he came back out a lot more aggressive in, you know, the second half. But the play of Horace Spencer for Auburn, I mean, Jared Harper, should I say, for Auburn, when this guy came back out, you know, on the floor the second half and he was cramping up and they take him out and he'd come back in. And every time he'd come back in, he'd spark him. And when they went down by the 10 points, you know, Virginia had them by a 10-point lead, I basically said, you know, I think they finally ran out of steam. And, man, Auburn found a way to fight back and claw back and came back. And, you know, they, they kept it a competitive game To they actually took the lead. And I do think had that uh, double dribble been called, which as soon as this happens, you know, I was sitting here with, you know, a couple of friends of mine and, Soon as it happened, I, I pointed out, look, man, he's double dribble, you know. And they looked at it and said, well, referee didn't call it, which was a true statement. He didn't call it. And I think that set the tone for what was to come, you know, kind of like say, hey, if you can get away with one thing, 
chances are you might get away with another one. And they yeah. did. Yeah. And then you got away with a lot of things right there in one sequence. After the double dribble, passed the ball to the corner, got hit three, came back down two plays later, and had a chance to hit the three to, to win the game. And the player was fouled. The uh, guy was fouled. And when he went to the free throw line, you know the guy was guys like what, 89% free throw shooter, 89.1. So you almost knew it was automatic that he hit all three and uh, gave uh, Virginia the victory. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was a lot that happened, as you as you just pointed out. There was a lot that happened after Auburn went down 10. Because I agree with you. I thought that game was over at that point. Um but again, and this is that grit that I, that I was talking about when, when we spoke the last time that Auburn has. And they just fought back. I mean, that kid, Bryce Brown, started, you know, he hit a couple of, you know, three-pointers from the corner. And as you said, Harper came in and sparked the team. Um, you know, but he, he, here's one of the things that, that uh, you know, not a lot has been said about. But, you know, you you get to – you know, that last, those last couple of sequences, they had fouled Harper Hmm. and he went to the line for two and they were up one at the point, at that point. And he hit one and he missed the second one. Correct. And he's a good free throw shooter too. And then you have, as you talked about, you know, Ty Jerome coming up and, uh, you know, the ball hits off his foot. And this is the second time, in my in my opinion, that a ball goes backwards, and Virginia is able to corral it and still make a play. Right? We saw it at the at the Purdue game when the ball, right, the, the foul shot, it goes into the backcourt. They were able to get it, push it up, and and Diakite hit that shot. And then here you saw Jerome, um, you know, being able to 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 come back. He got fouled. But what do you think about that? Right. The fact that Auburn didn't have what, what, you know, they weren't in a penalty yet. So Brown actually fouled Jerome with 1.5 left. Right. Where if they if they weren't fouling, Jerome would have had to heave the ball from about half court and try to get, you know, you know, try to get a miracle shot. So in some ways, Auburn having played good defense and not being in foul trouble actually played itself out right there because Brown intentionally fouled Jerome because they weren't in the penalty yet. Correct. Well, in a, in a case like that, being a coach or a player, it's a gamble. I mean, and you would think, okay, we're going to put pressure on them throwing the ball in. It's going to take at least, you know, uh, once they catch the ball, it's going to take at least, you know, 0.9 seconds for them to corral it take a dribble, and then get the shot off. And we're going to make sure they're going away from the basket, you know, with our defensive presence. So you, you've got a game plan for it. However, things don't always work out that way. And, and this was a perfect uh, situation where it, it didn't work out that way. Somehow they let a guy get free to the ball side going toward the, you know, three-point line in the corner. As soon as he got it, he took the one dribble which is what we said we wanted him to do, take a dribble, but he spun around and went vertical. And it kind of caught Brown off guard, you know, so he goes up to block the shot and he he bumps into the guy. And, you know, things happen, man. And uh, I've seen 
you know, miracle plays, but it just it's ironic that it happened for that game against Tennessee and Purdue the similar way. So if the referees made that call, it was kind of like, you know, hey, the precedent has been set. We have to make that call. Uh, Their argument with the backcourt was that the way the ball bounced, it it looked almost as if though the defender had hit it because it didn't go far enough back, you know, behind the the player's leg, behind Jerome's leg. But, uh, I mean, my thing is you could see it. It was visible. No one touched the ball. And the guy went and picked the ball up with two hands, which constituted that now the ball's dead. And then he started to dribble again. I mean, you can't – it was too much that happened that you couldn't – Sure. As a referee, you couldn't see that. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, I guess, like I said, worse things have happened. So. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the foul in the corner on Guy, that was a foul. I mean, the guy jumped up. It- he made yeah. contact with him. You can't, you know, complain about that one. I mean, Guy mm-hmm. kind of helped a little bit. He kicked his leg out, son, to make it look worse. But that's basketball. That was a foul. Um, yeah. You know, the double dribble is really, you know, an unfortunate one. And, you know, I texted you after the game and I said, look, I didn't see it live. Uh, you know what I mean? It didn't register for me. And, and I'm sure for a lot of other people as well. But there were a lot of people like yourself who saw it when it happened, you know what I mean? Right. So it was one of those things it was very quick, you know, you know, some people saw it, some didn't, but the most important thing is the ones who were paid to see it, didn't see it. And it wasn't <laughs> called. Right. <laughs> so Hey, if the ref didn't call it, it didn't, it never happened. That's all I can tell you. That, that's, that's right. Rule of basketball. But you know, the bright side of both of this is that Auburn only had, four seniors on their team and and only one of them was a starter only one senior was a starter so if these guys came back and actually Virginia only have they only have one senior on their team and none of them started so you think about the teams that are left in the in the game they didn't really play a lot of seniors so if those guys did want to stay together and come back you know, I know uh, Jared, you know, has potential of being drafted, you know, somewhere in the second round, you know, late first, early second round. And I guess, you know, Chuma Oki, if he uh, he's a sophomore, if he decides to come back, which I think he should because, of the fact, no one knows how he's going to recover. So he should come back to show if he does come back, you know, they're going to have a viable team to, you know, with a little bit more experience. Same thing with Virginia. Those guys, you know, we know Hunter's a, a lottery pick. You know, if he decides to go, he's a sophomore. The rest of those guys are juniors and freshmen. The point guard, Kiwi Clark, I I don't think Virginia even has a chance in this game without that little kid. The point guard from uh, California, Kiwi Clark, he, he, he controlled the pace of the game. He, he steadied him down. He hit big shots, made big big plays. I mean, he, he was very instrumental in their victory. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, again, you know how I feel about Virginia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't kids, like them. I just don't. Those kids never did nothing to you, man. <laughs> no. And, right. And that's true. It, 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 you know, and I know part of it is irrational and I, and I, and I'll, I will admit that, but right. here, here's the thing for me though, Dub. 
is even that game that I, you know, points out to me, you know, and it solidifies for me why I don't like this, 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 this group or this school, really. I think it's the school, man. I just don't like Virginia basketball because here's the thing. I thought Virginia, to me, Virginia, if they had as much heart as they have talent, they would be really, really dangerous. Because right. like you said, that that kid, DeAndre Hunter, you can't be the type of player that he is with the talent that he has and disappear like that, hmm. right? The first half, he wasn't there. And I know it happens, especially with college kids and all the rest of it. But, you know, this is the final four and he and he wasn't there. The other thing was, I think that game should have been over once they went up 10. Right. But But the heart that those kids on Auburn had then kicked in. They weren't going down without a fight. And and the way Virginia responded to that, to me, was, was is troubling. It just shows to me, okay, as I, as I texted you, I said, yeah, they won. I said, but if I was in a street fight, I'd take those Auburn kids any day of the week. Correct. You know? And, yeah. And then the last thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say, Dub, and then I'll turn it to you, is that I give Guy, Kyle Guy, all the credit in the world. He went up there and he drained those three free throws, right? He went up there, man. He was like cool hand Luke. He just went up there and he just knocked them down. He had a smile. And then after the game, then after the game, when they asked him about it, he said, I was petrified or terrified or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, See, you went up there and you 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 were like you you were cool as a cucumber, and then the first thing out your mouth was, "I'm terrified." I said, "You know what? This is why I don't like these guys, man." So, <laughs> I mean, you could at least play it off and say, "Hey, you know, I practiced. I, you know, I went up there, man. Whatever." He, I was scared as okay, whatever. I'm sorry, man. Um, and then I see them getting lucky bounces and and missed calls and 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 they and that's what's helping them win games and for me yeah it, it was a it was a tough pill for me to swallow dub i gotta be honest with you man no i mean it, it, it's, it's like that anybody that's ever been involved in sports and have really paid attention to sports that that's what it does to you the character of players and and, and the way in which they play the game the way in which they win or lose will dictate whether or not you really like that team or not. And what you're saying is, from what I'm hearing, is that, you know, their character and their intensity in which they play the game doesn't add up that they should be, you know, winning as many games as they win. Uh, And then depending on, and it always depends on a a miracle play or or a missed call. So those those, uh, things, you know, could make someone say, oh, you guys are just lucky. I don't don't like you guys. I mean, (laughs) it it, it could make you say that. But being a coach and a player in the game, just like if, you know, you were playing baseball, hey, you got to take it the way it comes. You you can learn from a win and a loss, you know, but I'd rather lose from a win, even if it's, you know, like, hey, we can't put ourselves in that, you know, predicament again. But, uh, hey, you just have to take it, you know, the way it's given to you sometimes, man. Yeah. It's just basically ugly basketball when there's not a lot of points being scored, which is why the NBA went to the no touching, you know. You can't right. touch them like 
because they want they want the score to be a high scoring game. So yeah, and like I said, yeah, and look, I, I know a lot of the the emotion and and thoughts and feelings I have about Virginia is is not even rational. I get it, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I'm just telling you how you know viscerally, you know what I mean. I watch the game, and this is how I yeah. come out. You know, but I, listen, I they, yeah, but they made it and hats off to them. But now let's let's go to the to the second game on Saturday night, Texas Tech and Michigan State and Texas Tech comes out with a 10 point victory. Um, give, give us your thoughts on that game. Hey, again, uh, Jared, Jared Covert had been uh, kind of like 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 Hunter was like DeAndre Hunter. He kind of was like you know, sitting in the background waiting. So I guess Matt Money, you know, that, that kid, Money said, uh, I ain't, I'm not going to sit around and wait. He came out blazing guns, the kid, kid, uh, and he's the senior. He's the senior on, uh, on right. Texas Tech team, the guard. Man, he came out hitting threes from downtown, like two steps across half court he was pulling. And they were going in, which set the tone for everybody else to kind of like do whatever they did. And I don't think Michigan State, uh, you know, came in with that idea to say, hey, we got to stop this kid, Matt Amoni. You know, he's going to dribble and he's going to set the pace. But they didn't know he was going to be shooting, you know, with rapid fire. And that kind of, like, caught him off guard. And then when Michigan State started shooting and couldn't hit the broad side of a born, man, uh, that didn't help the situation. Uh, Winston tried to keep him in it early in the game, you know, with some miraculous drives and hitting you know making shots off the backboard that you know was kind of like miracles and uh it just it just played out that the defense just warmed down and you know goes back to what you told me earlier you know those guys do what they have to do to win and texas tech is consistently playing d i mean at a, at a high at the, at the highest rate actually of anybody that's that's left in the tournament right now that i think you know their defense is, is flawless. They they work hard on defense. They only give you one shot. And the fact that second half, uh, Cobra start hitting shots as well as Money, as, as him Matt Money hitting shots, it was uh, it was too much. Once I mean uh, Michigan State never had two guys playing at a high level at the same time at any point in the game. And then you got a team that's got their two best players playing at a high level, you know, simultaneously, that was, that was just too much for Michigan State to bear, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I um, you know, I haven't seen Texas Tech a lot during this tournament. Um, but, you know, what I have seen, you know, they they are just tenacious and they just come after you. And, and the one thing I like about them, Dub, is that sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll find a team that will, get after you on the defensive end and they'll do that for stretches of the game. You know, um, you remember, uh, what was it? Who, who was the, uh, back in the, back in the day, was it Arkansas that like played that 40, you know, the 40 40 minutes, minutes 40 minutes of hell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You don't have teams playing like that anymore. Right. And so every now and then you'll get a team though, that will play, um, you know, for a stretch of time and they'll be getting after you. I mean, to me, Texas Tech was, you know, pretty consistent on the defensive end, but also 
they were coming after uh, Michigan State, I thought, on the offensive end, too. You know what I mean? I thought they were playing very aggressively on both sides. And I do think there was an element of wearing down Michigan State. And Michigan State's a tough team because, again, to me, Texas Tech and Michigan State almost mirror one another in a lot of ways. Um, But Texas Tech got the best of them. And, um, you know, they've been playing, you know, well throughout the tournament. I went back and looked up and, again, I mean, they beat Northern Kentucky by 15, beat Buffalo by 20, Michigan by 19, Gonzaga by 6, and Michigan State by 10. You know what I mean? They've they've been playing, you know – you know, some good basketball. And again, those first two games, uh, you know, Northern Kentucky and Buffalo, yeah, they should win, but they did. And they did it convincingly. And um, here they are, here they are now uh, championship Monday and now uh, going up against Virginia. Um, So what do you think about tonight? I mean, to me, it's almost a clash here, right? Of, you know, we got this tenacious active team in Texas tech. You got this deliberate, you know, very, fundamentally sound defensive team in in Virginia and what, what what do you what do you foresee in tonight's game? Well, first of all, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the first time, you know, a team like uh Texas Tech ever uh came up and played for the national championship. You know, it's you know, this is gonna be the first time either one of these schools have ever, you know, won a national championship. So somebody's gonna win tonight. And it's it's not been like that in a while. Usually the teams that get there, uh, and that is in itself, you know, makes this game a higher stake than any other game because they both know that they're representing their school, the history of their school, and being the first ones to do it. Uh, but when you look at the stats, I mean, like you said, we know this is going to be a defensive game. And Virginia, you know, is number one in scoring defense, which is a little different than Texas Tech. Texas Tech is number three in scoring defense, but they're number one in, you know, defense efficiency. And there's two different things that, you know, a lot of people don't understand the difference. One is that they say in Virginia plays defense to decide what their offense is going to be. You know, they play the defense, you know, to set up their offense because they really don't go down and, you know, shoot lights out and just jack the ball up. They, 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 They run plays, they get you off balance. But they play defense real hard so they can go down and maybe score a quick basket. And they're number one in doing that, whereas Texas Tech is number three. But Texas Tech hasn't been missing too many shots because they only shoot shoot a few shots, and when they shoot, they usually make it. So, therefore, they're being able to go down and set their defense up, which harasses. And I heard you say earlier, a few minutes ago, that it kind of wore down Michigan State. I don't think it really wore, wore them down as more as it frustrates you. And when you're trying to, you know, like I say, you're trying to climb a hill and you keep sliding down, you get frustrated. All that does is make it harder for you to even do it because you're not now you've lost focus because you're so frustrated. And I think that's what Texas Tech defense does. It just frustrates everybody, which, again, with Virginia having, the, you know, they don't have any uh, seniors, but the two main guys are juniors. And they've been there, you know, they've been to the, you know, to the big dance before. I think they should be able to handle it, but I don't know. I mean, you know, like they're depending on if the refs bail them out again or whatever, but I think they're confident that they can do it. Uh, yeah. uh, Virginia may, you know, definitely they, they can score 
offensively a little better than Texas Tech. I think they got more weapons, put it like that. You know, what you got, you got Guy, you got uh, Jerome, you got uh, Hunter, you know, the, the big kid underneath can score. Uh, like I said, they don't run a lot of plays for him, but he can score. Uh, and I really think the X-Bracket is going to come down between Carver and Hunter, which one of those two lottery picks, you know, puts their will down and, and, and submits, you know, makes the other team submit to their will the quickest. It's yeah. definitely going to come down to those two. Huh. But did you know that Texas Tech is attempting to be the first team since Connecticut back in uh, 1999 to run the table in its first appearance in the Final Four? And you kind of called it. You didn't state it that it would be history making, but you said, Larry, they, they're the only team that's really just just going through their bracket, you know, beating the teams like they should. And yeah. no one has done that since UConn when they they first played for the title in '99, and they just went through their bracket, you know, just beating up on everybody. And uh, yeah, I mean that's been impressive to me. You know, here's the thing too, Larry, that I'm wondering about whether, you know, you know, I looked in the box score, you know, Virginia and Auburn. I mean, Virginia shot 49% from the field and 37% from three point, from the three point line. And, you know, we know they won the game by one point. And I, and I just wonder, you know, I, I, I can't, I shouldn't say I can't see, but I doubt that they're going to shoot 49% against Texas Tech. Michigan State shot 32%. Right. You know what I mean? Because I just think Texas, you know, Texas Tech, as you said, frustrates you, gets after you, you know what I mean, makes it difficult for you. Um, you know, so I, you know, I look at this game, and again, when I come back to what I perceive to be, you know, um, sort of the, the inner fortitude of, of, of both these teams, it shouldn't come as a surprise to you that I'm going with Texas Tech. Um one, because I think they've been playing better overall throughout the tournament. And second, it goes without saying, I just don't like Virginia. And and the only reason I, I'm taking Virginia is because I tell you, the way I learned to play basketball was listening to a person like George Gervin say, hey, the best defense is a good offense. Now, that's not the way he said it at the time, but that's what he, he was leading on to say, that, you know, definitely at some point, the rules of the game is in order to win, the ball has to go through the hole. So, and being the fact that I know Virginia has more weapons that can put the ball in the hole, uh, on a big stage, you kind of went through the, you know, through the tournament and, you know, you, you got a lot of the fear out of you. Now you understand what you're up against. Uh, I just think that with them having more weapons offensively and both teams being great defensively, it'll come down to who can put the ball in the hole. Okay. So you're going with Virginia and I'm going to ride with the red Raiders of Texas tech. That's who I'm going with. So let's work. All right. All right. Well, listen, either way, I mean, I think it should be a good game tonight. Um, Look forward to it and, you know, look forward to catching up with you and we can talk about, you know, after the game and, you know, we, we, we can break it down and talk about what transpired. So, all right, Dub, thanks for stopping by again to uh, give us your insights on the game and enjoy the game tonight. You also, man, have a good one. And don't let, don't let Virginia frustrate you like that, man. (laughs) I actually have fun with it, man. I actually have fun with it, but Hey, (laughs) 
All right, Dove. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Day.